What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 544 of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast Hot Tags of the Week. Or at least what little bit we have. There's really not all that much going on. I'm your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always is Robert D. Felice. Tony, the tags are a bit lukewarm today. I wouldn't even say lukewarm. I would say that they're leftovers that you left out. And it's already gotten cold. You didn't put it in the fridge. You might think about tossing them away (laughs) instead of putting them back in there. We got nothing. So I'm going to eat it anyway. (laughs) We got almost nothing for you this week, everybody. Sorry about that. It's not our fault (laughs) that nothing crazy happened because, hey, we don't create stories. We just talk about them. We will talk a couple of things, though. It's going to be kind of quick. And uh, maybe that means that this is going to be one of those episodes where on SmackDown tonight, they announce like 10 changes to the backlash card. And it ends up being like, damn it, if we would have just waited until after that. But be perfectly honest i don't feel like waiting until after uh yeah. smackdown yeah, that, to record if you haven't if you're a long-time listener and you haven't figured it out we're not doing uh 11 p.m hot tags anymore and that's totally not a matter of being like it's so late and i'm tired because uh you know that's not how i work <laughs> i met up with a co-worker from bleacher report uh the other day for the first time in uh person and he said something i forget exactly what the quote was but he was like I mean, I get the impression that you don't ever sleep. And I was like, hmm. you know, I've heard this from so many people and it's really sad. <laughs> well, but, like, you don't. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's legitimate. So. <laughs> uh, today I woke up uh, and I don't know what I did in my sleep, but my uh, finger was bleeding. And I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. So I get injured when quick. I sleep. <laughs> Real quick, because I had I had a weird one, a weird dream, where first I was doing a podcast with Sean and Alex from Fightful, where somebody instead of saying backlash said Bach, so then it just became <laughs> Bachlage. It was just <laughs> that was it, and then I jumped on here with you and said I'll be Bach, Bosh. <laughs> Is this inspired by my post about how I had a dream about trying to stump somebody with Terminator trivia? It could have been. I don't know. But I woke up hysterical just about, like, stupid accents and Bach. Uh, WWE Bacalash is coming out this weekend. So maybe they do address some things in the card. Maybe they announce a kickoff match or something. But, you know, if you find out that kind of information, it'll see it up on smartguymoment.com. We're obviously not going to do some kind of small package recording or something after that. Um, but, eh, you know, it is what it is. So as we go along here, we talk about the couple little things we do have, drop a comment, hit the like button, do all that stuff. I honestly feel like I don't need to go through all the plugs today. You know what they are. If you don't, yeah, I mean, come don't. on. <laughs> so let's talk about what I guess is going to be my thumbnail at the end of this. I don't know, which is that uh, Candice LeRae has been moved to the alumni page. We all know it was coming. She is currently on pregnancy leave and, you know, with Johnny Gargano not in the company and the fact that she has a kid, <laughs> it's a pretty, like, uh, obvious path that they were heading down. Candice has not been treated super duper well in NXT and she is not on the uh, preferential treatment side that would end up being bumped up to Monday Night Raw and pushed as the biggest and most important thing in the world. So... 
I am not at all shocked that she is no longer in WWE. I don't really think that we're going to see her anytime soon elsewhere. I'm not anticipating that, like, I don't know, July 1st, she's going to be fighting for the AEW Women's World Championship or something. But, you know, it really depends on her dedication to it, because... I think Becky, every woman is different. Every person is different. But, like, I think Becky and Rhonda have kind of dispelled this idea that, oh, it's going to take a bunch of months to get back into shape because Rhonda did it. She gave birth in September and won the Rumble. Uh, Even Brie Bella, when she had Birdie, she was, like, right in the thick of it with Brian and The Miz and Maurice. And uh, when did Lacey have her latest? It was earlier this year, or either late last year or early this year. So, I mean... Like, again... There's always a chance. she wants to wrestle, she can. Right. I, like, honestly, they seem like the nicest people. They really do. And I, I just, I wish nothing but a world of happiness for Candace and Johnny. Yeah, they so... like the best. If that's, you know, her being like, I am so in love with being a mom i don't want to fucking wrestle anymore i just want to do this cool you know that's one of the best things you can possibly do (laughs) you know it's uh not only better for raising your child but at the same time it's like family is what should come first but uh you know maybe she decides that she does want to pop up elsewhere maybe she ends up being a part of AEW. maybe she part she's a part of impact maybe she comes back to wwe maybe she is a part of the thing that um Oh god, what's his name? Uh Freddie Prince Jr. is like gonna do or something. Oh my god, let's talk about that. That's a good one because I I'm floored by this idea of Freddie Prince Jr. starting a promotion. Like, first of all, Freddie Prince Jr., for those who don't know, was a writer for WWE. He's not just like the guy in Scooby Doo. Yeah. The guy the, in she's all that. that. <laughs> There you go. There he goes, making a wrestling company. <laughs> you know, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is crazy passionate about wrestling. And I listened to the whole podcast. I advise everybody here to do it. It's 35 minutes. You can easily, easily listen to much less informative podcasts for much longer. And he has a great talk. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Like, the one you're listening to right now, I promise. But uh, he's got great ideas. He wants to give the women and men equal time. He wants it to be a SAG show. That's what I think is the most interesting part about this, because if they are full-time employees and they are part of the Screen Actors Guild, they get union benefits in a way that is completely uh, the opposite of what this whole independent contractor thing is. And Oh, he went off on a thing about how, like, Vince is going to pass and then WWE will sell and then they'll immediately be made employees. Like he went on a whole thing about it. Um, I know a lot of people just picked up myself included, just picked up the promotion stuff. Cause that was what was most important. But like, he was like, yeah, I've had talks about it. He talked about the teamsters, you know, the teamsters, right? Like he talked about them being like, Oh, well, we'll absolve pro wrestlers as part of the teamsters and i'm oh, so like, you're talking about actual teamsters not the yeah, uh, survivor series team the, uh, survivor series 1994 <laughs> team 
<laughs> I was just like, wait, he's talking about the 1990. All right, you know, that's a weird thing for him to bring up. Great team, you know. Um, yeah, Who was it? Was uh, Sean, Sean Diesel, Garrett, Owen, and Anvil. Huh. I know that off the top of my head. Anywho, like he talked about them wanting to absorb wrestlers. He spoke about, you know, pitching ideas for another company in the past, and they sort of swerved him. He didn't name the company or the person. But Irvin's junior man, he's got it. And I I believe in this vision. It's something I am like really excited to see it unfold. It's gonna happen within 18 months. He wants to be strictly local in California. So he can work there full time. He says he has enough money to run for three years right now, hmm. but but he wants to you know, gain a little more so he can like have a full time operation. Um, I really like this. He wants to own the space too. That he'll be like the arena. Out. Yeah, I I I'm really excited for this. He is taking name suggestions. He did say. He would call it West Coast Wrestling, but there's already a WCW. He won't call it the Federation. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. That would have been cool. And he's open to suggestions, but he did say, you know, don't waste your suggestion on Scooby-Doo Wrestling. <laughs> um, I'm excited, man. I want to... Part of me is like, I would pitch to be a part of that. I, I really would be interested in what he's got going on. I'm more excited to see what happens there than a lot of these other promotions. Cause I mean, I've said it a million times. I don't think you need seven big company kind of things. Uh, I think that I really just don't think impact needs to exist at this point. I'm glad ring of honor is underneath AEW. Cause now I, I feel like you could just kind of treat that as like AEW dark and that would be better overall. I know some people are like, oh my God, that's the end of Ring of Honor. What are you talking about? I'd be like, no, nah, look, that's more so the end of AEW Dark in my mind. It's just renaming it. I think that, you know, NWA, it offers something, but does it really offer all that much? Like everything I feel needs to have its purpose if it's going to exist. And to be fair, I think everything is a lot closer to having its purpose now than it was like five years ago because there it's oversaturated, but it also allows people to attack specific niches. And I think it allows fans to attach themselves to specific promotions. And that's cool, you know, but I'm so, so, so excited about this. Well, like an NWA thing, I'm go, well, what is that really? It's basically just another indie, but it happens to have more name recognition and a lot, you know, a lot more uh, like money towards it than it does some kind of just regular backyard pro wrestling kind of thing or something. But with the Freddie Prince Jr. thing, if he's got the SAG idea behind this, then that's how his big contribution would be. And if that's like the one thing that people take away from this and they start applying elsewhere that'd be pretty cool depending on if it works i think i think wrestling will be unionized within a number of years like i I think within our lifetimes wrestling will be unionized i hope so i'm hoping that that's one of the things that 
well, I mean, I'm hoping two years from now, I'm talking about how all the streaming things merged in the way that I wanted to. And That's the, good uh, the <laughs> idea of the uh, uh, unionization and everything like that comes through. And, and we just like stop with the bullshit, you know, because <laughs> I'm just so, so tired of it. What are you no, thinking about the uh, segue? Mention uh, streaming. The streaming stuff. So WWE held its financials calls yeah, yesterday. I literally have this in the description right now as Rob's thoughts on the financial call. <laughs> so one of the things that Nick Khan talked about was streaming and how every streaming platform, Amazon, Disney, Apple, they're all getting into the live, live broadcasting and live rights. What are the odds we see WWE on Disney Plus? Ah, I, I listen. I want it at least discussed. I, I just, I'm sure everything's gonna get bundled into NBC. Don't get me wrong. They, they even were asked directly, "Hey, are you thinking about just bundling the Peacock stuff with the TV rights?" And look, yeah, that's likely. But like, let's just let's just imagine for a minute here that you could pay for Amazon Prime. And also get WWE Network. Or that you could pay for Disney Plus and also get WWE Network. Mm. Like for me, those would be two ideal places for it to land. Because aside from the network, I don't need Peacock. I don't like Peacock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've not watched anything on Peacock except... There was one show, I'm forgetting which one, AP Bio, I think it might have been. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing other than WWE stuff that I've watched on Peacock. And I literally only have Peacock for WWE. And I I think it will all go to Comcast. I think they'll sell the Comcast, quite frankly. I think so, too. I think that that's happening in a few years. But if not, something that they're trying to do now, you know, I, I still think that that's part of the reason of the whole budget cutting, but. I think I do think that they'll eventually sell to NBC Universal, but it's so like so crap. Like I don't know, man. I just I can't get behind that. Of course, my dream. Uh, Callum has made it clear on several podcasts. My dream of them just going to Disney won't happen. Disney <laughs> won't touch them. But like, well, we on. know for instance, AEW is locked in with the Warner and hbo max and discovery great. and all that like that's all that family is really coming together more and more so lately and it's that's something that i'm like oh thank god like you know i saw uh, i sent you the thing where i was just kind of like hey let me map out what i think that they should do because i'd take a couple minutes to look at their assets and be like you know discovery and lifetime stuff or not lifetime uh like tlc and on all that like that's their discovery life side and then you've got your sports and then you've got your uh cinemax could be there hey it's hbo max just movies and whatever like uh we know that we're gonna get a new aew show coming out it's uh coming to tbs but look i'm saying it now because you gotta put it out there so that when it happens it happens and you go okay so this guy didn't have the wrong idea traditional cable is not going to last forever it's just not because there's no real benefit to that because the only thing that's positive about traditional cable is if people have cable subscriptions and if they're watching because the subscription alone isn't really what's the biggest thing 
it's a two-part network. Well, I mean, network's wrong. Uh, thing. It's a two-part system, I should say. TBS, TNT, whatever the different company uh, channels that a company like Warner would own, they can only keep those channels going if they've got TV shows that are drawing ratings so that they could sell advertisement. And that's it. The commercials are what keeps that going. They don't make money on things like if Disney, for instance, is having the Mandalorian go out and then people go, oh, baby Yoda is so cute. I'm going to go buy a plushie. Disney owns the merchandise rights. So they get that. So they have an investment in things beyond that. But TBS running a rerun of Family Guy or whatever, they're not going to get anything from that except for whoever pays for the advertisement time. And the less that people are signing up for cable and they're just going, you know what? I'm just going to DVR this thing. or I'm going to, I misused the phrase TiVo never had TiVo in my life and it's way past its expiration date. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) like, uh, you know, I am somebody who I don't watch anything on TV unless it's the WWE live stuff or it's something that I've DVR'd. And everything else, I watch through my computer. Now, I'm not exactly the same as a lot of other people are, but it's becoming less and less of a thing where people are watching just straight-up cable TV shows. And these companies are going to look at something like a TBS, and they're going to go, why do we have TBS and TNT? We're just wanting reruns. We're not making that much money. Why don't we just take that content and put that on our streaming thing and then get people to subscribe? And it's going to happen like that. So this new AEW show that's coming to TBS, yeah, I mean, it might work for now. But the show itself, it's a behind-the-scenes show. It's a reality show. The description for it says, AEW's top performers are ushering in a new behind-the-scenes wrestling series like no other, which is like, that's what they all say. It's kind of like how every Bond girl's like, oh, she's different from the, the previous Bond girl. She's not the father. She's Bond's bro. equal, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. This wait, is a wait, different wait. reality show. This is going to show you behind the scenes stuff that you've never seen before and whatever. Uh, every episode will track our core cast on the road at AEW events as they try to hold on to the titles they have or win back the ones they've lost, with everything culminating at the biggest pay per view event of the year, which they don't say what it is. Uh, I believe in the past they've said double or nothing. I've always thought All Out was supposed to I've be. I've always thought All Out, too, but they always say Double or Nothing's our biggest show of the year. Strange. It's definitely not Full Gear. It's definitely not yeah, Revolution. It's definitely not Revolution. It's one of the other two. Yeah. Uh, it says, they all hope to walk away champions, but there aren't enough belts for everybody, even though they've literally it's added all. more belts this time. Uh, heroes will rise, villains will fall, champions will be crowned, and with more access, more star talent, and more drama than ever before, we'll see it all through the eyes of the biggest names in the company. Did now, you ever watch TNA Reaction? Nope. TNA did a show. This is when Bischoff and Hogan came in. And it was like one of those Jason Hervey, Eric Bischoff things where it's exactly that. It's like a more half work, half shoot look at the behind the scenes. And that's what this sounds like to me. And I'm just fine with that, but don't call it a reality show. Cause that sounds like it's steeped in your storyline. Yeah. That's where it gets a little confusing. Cause it's like, are you going to basically script this to be 
the drama and the promo video package type content just like extended. A, like what they do every pay-per-view where they do the countdown to whatever. Right. And then and it's being, you know, the story of this person being like, yeah, I got really frustrated when I lost the championship and I have to fight my way back and whatever. Or is it going to be more? Cause it's, this is focusing a lot on championships and winning titles. So that's where it makes me feel like it's a little bit more scripted, but I would be much more interested in, just a regular behind the scenes thing like not I'm, I'm you know actually, maybe it's because of my job but i'm actually really good on the behind the scenes stuff i want to see more unique in-universe content because i feel like we're not getting a lot of unique content within wrestling storylines anymore it's literally just i'm gonna go play a role for a couple hours on monday night and then go be Drew Galloway on Twitter, and isn't it great how much charity I do? And I'm kind of good on that. Like, give me something new storyline-wise. See, I'm looking for my favorite parts of BTE. Because I don't like watching BTE when it's what they've been doing a lot of recently, so I haven't actually been watching it for the past two months or so. I've been skipping through most episodes if I click on it at all. I don't watch BTE to watch brandon cutler recorded the match that i saw and it's just from a shitty angle i don't care about the young bucks saying when they're going to the ring uh it's gonna be a good match and we're gonna whatever and then showing the you know in-house reaction that would have been the same as if somebody just brought out their cell phone that's nothing to me i want the people goofing around backstage defending the bte championship and that kind of thing, you know? So I would rather watch a show where it's just like, Hey, we all have fun in AEW and this is what we're like backstage and see that behind the scenes stuff a little bit more than to have something that I feel like I have to watch so that it works with the storyline even more than I'm adding an extra hours worth of, okay, if I don't watch this, I'm not going to have the context of the story, but it's really not all that good. So it's just going to be an hour's worth of the same type of, I've been scratching and fighting for this chance my whole life. And I've been a fan of wrestling since I was a kid. And they'd be like, Oh, I'm bored. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to take a deeper dive into that. Cause isn't that kind of what we're seeing at WWE where specifically with the women, like Roxanne and Cora, where they're kind of like, yeah, we're kind of done with you guys. Just wanting to be wrestlers. go, here, you're, you're an accountant now. <laughs> yeah. But then again, that's there's positives and negatives to that. So sometimes I like when it's just like, okay, Santos Escobar is still quite literally like a mob boss. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, he's abducting people. Fine. Good person to abduct because AJ Galanti could not cut a promo. Um, is he? Like, I have no idea. Guy? <laughs> he just started popping up and. Some actor in something that I've never seen. But as far as these titles go, that they're workshopping for this AEW show, these are the suggestions, at the very least, that are coming out for these things. They're all AEW colon blank. So, you know, I'm not going to repeat that a million times. Friends and enemies. Thumbs down. Yeah, I don't like it. Fight to the finish. I like it. It's okay. Not my favorite. To the mat. Thumbs down. Nope. To the top. Nope. Thumbs down massively. That's boring as hell. 
Road to the Belt, thumbs down. I think it's just too bland. Uh, Breakout, thumbs nope. down. Grit and Glory, thumbs down. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that one. Uh, and didn't they do like a WWE Grit and Glory and it was Smojo like hanging out tailgating or something? It was in the box. He interviewed three people. It was, <laughs> I think it was Rhea, Kofi, and Edge. And it was just like, hey, uh, Smojo. Smojo. <laughs> <laughs> they got WWE or AEW All Access, which I'm okay with. Eh, land, but it's also got the all. They do all out, all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the climb, which I'm like, mm, that sounds a little bit more like it should be a, I don't know, like Fear Factor or something like one of those kind of <laughs> amazing like race. If you were gonna do like a one night tournament, they're yeah. gonna take place in the climb. Yeah, you got to go through and climb up the ranks and do that kind of thing. So I don't really like that for this show title idea. That uh, AW Uprise, which I think is another just bland thing, and on the ropes. And that's my favorite one. I think I like. Fight to uh, the finish. Fight to the finish. Yeah. I'd I go like on the ropes. Best. Um, but because well, if they're not really like forlorn and out of it, it's just going to depend on the context of the show. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I trust in them. To an extent, I do too. I mean, I don't bother to watch AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation anymore at all. Cause I'm like, I've seen plenty episodes of this. I know that a bunch of nobodies are going to lose to the people that I actually know the names of. Okay. Moving on. I don't think I'm going to see any matches that are going to be like, Oh my God, this was so good. And if so, somebody will tell me. Um, yeah. Cause I'm way past that bracket of like, it's funny. Cause when you say this, then people take it in the wrong direction, but I'll say it. I already know what you're going to say. I don't care to watch a match just because it could potentially be a decent match. It needs to be a good match or a great match and, or it needs to have a good story. I think the problem is that like we take them for granted now. Like everything is a good match. Like backlash backlash is going to suck, but those matches are going to be damn good. They're way better than what we would have seen in the eighties. Yeah. They're way better than what we would have seen you know, in the mid to in the mid 2010s, even like, like I, <laughs> I catch a lot of heat on it, but I always say steamboat savage WrestleMania three. I don't find that super fun to watch. Okay. I, I think that's because you need to watch it. If you watch the whole show and then you watch that match, I mean, as, it's better than that. Air, yeah. Like, Oh my God, this is a <laughs> completely different era. Yeah. But, but it's just like, you know, I mean, things change and, uh, you know, I mean, you watch a TV show now and the CGI is better than TV shows in the past and the movies and, you know, whatever. But yeah, I just, I, listen, some people think that Superman one with uh, Christopher Reeve, it's a great movie. I don't know about that. You know, I have <laughs> a, a younger perspective to that and, doesn't hit for me. I think if you redo the exact same movie now with the same like uh, exact plot and you obviously you upgrade the special effects and all that people don't like it. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. The uh, the AW show is something when it eventually comes out. We'll check it out. We'll talk about it. I do think that people should be watching Young Rock. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to see this one. 
this most recent episode, they have a ton of people playing different characters. And yeah, of course, it's not dead on for everybody. But in this episode alone, they've got characters of Vince. Well, I mean, of course, they've got the main family. So you got you know, The Rock, Rocky Johnson, you know, Iron Atta. Sheik work his way <laughs> into the main family. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but Iron Sheik is on this episode as, I mean, like the character is. Uh, Colt Cabana actually is the Brooklyn Brawler on this it's, episode. It's a pretty good one, too. And he's he's good in that. Um, you got somebody playing Undertaker, who's not really too fantastic. Uh, somebody playing Mick Foley under the Mankind get-up. Somebody playing Triple H. He doesn't really look too much like him. I don't think that that was the best casting. The guy, Luke Hawks, uh, pro wrestler, is playing Hawks Stone Cold. Is playing Stone Cold yeah. He's doing a pretty damn good job. Because it's Ringmaster Stone Cold, right? right? And he even says in it, he's like, you know... Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get fired. I got this ringmaster thing or whatever. Vince says that my wrestling does the talking for me and whatever. Um, you got a guy playing Bruce Pritchard. You got a, a guy playing. They've been having um, Pat Patterson recently, and the guy playing him is pretty good. You got Bruno. You got Vince. You got. Uh, it's like you got Mantar. They're making fun of Mantar in this and everything. It's really a fun episode, and I think that people should definitely check it out. You might not like every episode. A lot of it's like just kind of the show itself when they're not doing the wrestling stuff. Eh, it's not all that great, but at least if you are a fan of pro wrestling and you should be, if you're listening to this, then I recommend checking it out. I think it's, it's fun. It's got its moments. Uh, go back to that financial call. Anything interesting that you want to talk about? You mentioned about the streaming stuff. What else was there? Um, so they had the streaming stuff. Stephanie really put over the video game and the video game did have a strong release. She says that there's an RPG game coming. It is not known whether that's going to be like an actual tabletop, like a Dungeons and Dragons, or if it's an RPG video game. Um, Did she say whether or not that's going to be a stupid mobile game? She didn't say that either, which is I'm leaning towards the shitty mobile game just because we can't have nice things. I hate that. Um, Nick Khan also spoke about you know wrestlemania was the most watched event ever in wwe history which is pretty crazy when you think about it and they spoke about ratings and how they've been successful this quarter in ratings granted it's wrestlemania season and yes they have been but like this is this is a great quarter for them would they pull in like 334 million they reported hmm what a crazy profit, you know? Uh, they put over that they have a new uh, media rights deal in the Middle East. Someone asked about going to India with a special event. They put over Superstar Spectacle, which popped me because I'm like, <laughs> nobody. Like, you've got Veer, Guru Raj, and maybe Barely counts. Sangha. And maybe Sangha. You know, but like someone was like, hey, why don't you just go and do a live show there and get more revenue that way? And they're like, well, we'll see. They did put over that they want to do more stadium events, which we know, and it'll be exciting. But oh, yeah, Shanky. Forgot about him. They do. They do have Shanky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course, they have the people, Charlotte and Bailey. And, you know, I mean, they they don't count. Shanky and Jinder. And the reason why we specify the. Indian talent is because that market loves themselves some of homegrown people. I mean, that was the whole point. We got 
AJ Styles against Jeet Rama. You think that that would have happened on any other show? Jeet Rama wouldn't have been fighting AJ Styles. You know what I mean? Raj Mokhtin Balor. Yeah. So it's, you know, Serena Sandu pops up for one thing there, just the team with Charlotte Flair and for her to be like, see, she's, she's here. She's Serena Sandu. Yeah. Huh? What a waste of a fucking show. That was terrible. So they put that over. I liked it. This is one of the more, I, I noticed that the callers were asking more, I don't say intelligent, but like questions more based on the show is like, they're asking about ratings They're asking about, you know, hey, why don't you do this to drive up revenue? And I, I prefer that as to like, <clears throat> okay, and uh, can you give me more color on this Pizza Hut deal? It's like, yeah. I, I don't care about the Pizza Hut deal. I want to know more about the fun ins and outs of things. I always want people to call out corporations and companies and just be like, cut the bullshit. Tell me what's real. You know, we've well, said this a million times. They all, they all engage in it. And I was listening to the call wondering if like you have to go to a course and like learn the proper lingo and how to talk like that. Cause you mean the, from like the WWE side of things or from their side of things? Like, what do you mean? Like, like the interviewers, the invest, the investors where they're just like, yeah, can you give me more color? It's like, you can't ask for just more details. You yeah. Know, all of you specifically go, can you add more color? Like, I feel I know, being an outsider to that kind of environment. I feel like that is, uh, financial investor, economic bullshit circle jerk type uh mentality where it's kind of the same as how when wrestling fans are like oh marking out over whatever it's their own terms that they use to be like i'm one of the in people i said you put more color on that because that's i'm the cool guy i'm not the one that says can you elaborate with more details about whatever that's fucking nerdy ned over there like yeah, I maybe, kinda, maybe that's what it is where it's like i i don't i was talking to my brother about Mother's Day gifts. And I was like, listen, man, I don't know about that, but like, she'll sell it. And I went, wait, no. He goes, I know what you meant. And I said, okay, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, on the podcast that we recorded last night, Caroline and I went to see Doctor Strange. And there's a moment of it where I was talking about how, um, not going to spoil what it is, but something happens where she ends up, uh, she ended up getting more excited about that than any other part of the whole thing. And, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, that was the part where you were marking out whatever. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just using that phrase. <laughs> it just uh, popped you like that kind of thing. I love um, that though. It's like, that's the way I speak now. <laughs> and since we always, uh, talk about the heel and face turn list and stuff, like every once in a while, I'll be talking about somebody or whatever. And Carla will be like, oh, see baby face. Like that kind of thing. It's like, oh, yep. He's a full heel. Yeah. Full like, heel he's just heel turned, you know, that kind of thing. But um yeah, I mean any of these financial call things, I always just kinda go All right, they're gonna be prompted with, Can you ask us about the thing that we want to talk about? So that way we can say, you know, somebody can go, Hey, did you end up having to get any more sponsors this time? And then we go, It's funny you asked about that. See, investors should invest more in us because we had a deal with Cricket Wireless that went up uh, 0.25% of each of our production points. of what, And it's like, oh, my fucking God, who cares? Now, you know what, though, now you bring that up. One caller did actually ask about, hey, so the Performance Center, you still doing those overseas? 
Are you happy with what you got? And they're just sort of like, uh, we did a college tryout recently. Didn't really answer the question. They're just <laughs> like, oh, well, we did this. Look at that. Look over here. It's a shame I- people don't follow up on that. So you don't have somebody go, yeah, but you didn't answer my question. Kind of the way that it, it is in these, uh, this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard court case. I've not been That's watching much. <laughs> I haven't been watching much of it, but I've uh, had a couple things on here and there. And I've been loving it uh, when I hear, in particular, the parts where somebody will be like, That's not the question I asked. <laughs> and then it's like, well, Because uh, lawyers are ruthless. Well, I mean, one side of them is the other side's a fucking idiot. But <laughs> in this case, yes. Hearsay objection, but yeah, it's uh, I I hate a lot of things when it comes to the legal system with a passion. I think that it's very very scummy, and I think that the government takes advantage of that, and that's the whole why uh, reason why that system is in place. And we could get into conspiracy theories and everything like that. Uh, vote the right fucking way, by the way. Um, but the, <laughs> I don't want to get down that rabbit hole, but you know where I stand. Um, point being, I wish that financial calls would go more in the direction of people being like, so are you just going to officially admit that NXT India and NXT Japan are dead and you have no interest in really pursuing that? And then if they go, well, you know, we never really know and everything could potentially happen in the future. We just have that on hold. And then you go realistically do you plan on doing this within the next five years and then for them to be like well we we don't really know and then go yes or no <laughs> like just give us a thing just say it say no we know it's a, it's a no don't you know, put it out there as like a maybe whatever it's the same as when like uh you're a little kid and you're like hey mom can we go to mcdonald's and they're like maybe and you're like oh maybe it's a no <laughs> or you get the kid that's like can we go? Can we, you said maybe, like you know, and they're just like, can we go? Like you didn't say no. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of NXTs, Tony, let's talk about NXT UK. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, you didn't see Malcolm Bivens did a little uh, comedy set piece thing where he's talking about his release from WWE, and he addressed a couple things. He said that uh, he was not officially offered the manager position for Amos, but he was offered the idea of going to the main roster and doing something uh, that he did get offered a new contract in February. If I'm remembering correctly, it's when it was. Yeah. And he says uh, that he at stand and deliver had a conversation with the head writer and was like, I'm not happy. And that's when he knew it wasn't for him. <laughs> and he also said something that I was like, this is so, this is the type of thing I want to hear more from people. Cause it's just fucking true. He's like, if you want to go to WWE and you want to stick there forever, go to NXT. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I remember who, what he was saying. He's like, Oh, it was NXT UK. People must be like, Oh, what's the matter with him? Is he, he's crazy. Turned down a contract. He's like, Hey, just cause Nick Khan forgot that you exist. He doesn't <laughs> make you better than me. Yeah. <laughs> cause it's so true. It's like, They've lost like three people in like four years. And he even he took a little bit of a jab. Now this is a comedy set, but he did take a little bit of a jab at some of the uh, I guess the rap sheet of the talent because he said you can do all these things, you can kidnap three families, you can shoot up a Popeyes, and they'll put you in a program with Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. It's funny if you see who Ilya Dragunov is fighting <laughs> yeah. and you know his. <laughs> Uh, history. 
<laughs> I thought that that little clip, if you can find it, was the funniest video I have seen in such a long time. I bust out laughing at the NXT UK stuff. All the more reason where it's like, if you are AEW, you hire this man. <laughs> he did say he was, he's like, I'm done with wrestling, but I could come back for the right price. I mm-hmm. do hope somebody gives him the right price. Because we need that level of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Someone that gets it. And I've been harping on this lately. You don't see people in wrestling like that get it for this generation. You know what I mean? Like, you know how you can look at DX in 97 and go, that's so 97 because look at their hair. Look at, like, it's just the culture. Look, Road Dogs wearing a South Park shirt. I don't see anyone in WWE that's like, oh, he's representative of this generation. Like the closest maybe is maybe theory. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, it's so stupid, but it's like that. He cares more about, uh, his, I mean, guy? Grayson Waller. Maybe could be him. He wants to go viral more than anything else. I do like, uh, Tiffany. I think Tiffany Stratton's kind of a foolproof character. Yeah. She's got like the influencer deal going on. I do want to see more of that. Cause I'm just like, look, I, I accept. I am 28 years old, literally 29 in a few months. I ain't the core person to entertain. I know what I like, and half of it's not in the mainstream. But I do want to see something that appeals to kids of today, because I think that they, because we're so wrapped up in nostalgia, that like, okay, but what are you producing for young people now? You know, and that's that's across the board entertainment, but that's something I think about a lot. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Bivens is somebody who, he's just entertaining. So if you can bring him back and you can bring him in another, like uh, an AEW kind of thing or something like that, grab him if you get any opportunity. And he should have been managing a Moss because that visual would have been fucking amazing. And it would have kept MVP with Bobby Lashley. And then we could have had that back and forth of Lashley with MVP and MVP's cutting promos uh, opposite Malcolm Bivens, like that would have been fun. You know, that would have been a way better alternate timeline than we would have gotten. You know, um, hmm, what else do we got here? Uh, we do have, I guess, uh, uh, Biggie. TV? Let's talk about Biggie. What's going on with Biggie? I didn't he, see him. He updated everyone on his status. Unfortunately, it's not a very positive update. He said the C one isn't. Healing optimally, but they are keeping an eye on it. He'll spend another four to six weeks in the brace in hopes that he can avoid the fusion. But he says, do not worry. I have a tremendous support system and what shall be shall be. Mm. That's unfortunate, but even even that, I like that he's being upfront. Yeah, and not just being coy about things and. Yeah, because like you'll find out right. when you need to, or you know, like I hated that whole Keith Lee thing. We were all like, yeah. "You got COVID, just say it," you know. And then, I mean, we didn't know that he had COVID to the point of like that bad, but I mean, we could have yeah. known, and it would have made things a lot easier if we would have been like, "Oh shit, okay, that's really bad. We'll take your time off." Instead of, "Are they sending you to fat camp?" And <laughs> you know, people were getting into that discussion. Uh, that sucks for Biggie though, but I mean. 
still hoping, of course, that the next update is just like, hey, you know, everything magically got better. And now, I'm, you know, <laughs> it's not likely, but hey, that's what magic is all about. Uh, got TV stuff, I guess. I don't know. Um, Persia Perona said she, <laughs> she joked at the very right, least right, that she right, would right. make a, I, an OnlyFans. We should probably cover that just because I, I wrote that article because my boss did the interview. Uh, Persia Perona did an interview with Sean Ross Sapp where she really talked about, you know, and I'll, I'll give this to her. She's like, hey, I'd be an idiot if I said I was really surprised because since I've been there, they've been releasing people left and right. So it's always in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Which has got to so, be so goddamn frustrating and, yeah, and taxing and anxious and everything. But also, like, I do appreciate her honesty. Yeah. I'm just saying as far as like, it's got to suck to be there now rather than a couple years ago. Cause now you are literally just like any possible slight slip up could be I'm released because they decided I'm not progressing enough because I botched one move, you know? Right. And she also spoke about how she was going to turn on Indy in case anyone didn't see that coming. Right. Um, but she spoke about that. She, she really spoke about how, like, hey, put away the sad violins. I don't like all these messages I've been getting that are like, it's if I've died. I'm not done. And I like that attitude. Good. Because it's true. Like, a lot of people, when they get released, you do tend to feel like, oh, no. You know, but she's she's too good for that. She's clearly a fun character, you know, and. I hope things work out for her. How old is she? Do you know? My friend? Uh, probably mid-20s. I'm going to check right now. Maybe something like that. Which, if that's the case, then she, of course, you know, goes somewhere else, gets a little bit more seasoning, maybe comes back. Maybe doesn't want to come back. I don't know. I mean, kind of depends. 25. Yeah, 25. She's got plenty of time. <laughs> she was born in 90... doesn't say here, but she's 25 years old. Hmm. So going into the TV side of things, they decided to do this for this story of the, the Dexter Loomis and Persia Perota exit from the company. They had Indy looking really sad at her wedding ring and Duke Hudson comes into the locker room and just kind of gives her this look of like, yep, this sucks. And then they almost kiss and then they go, oh, yeah, I, I wasn't into that as if, you know, you wish that kind of thing. Well, no, like. I would have. I really think that they should just put them together. I think that that that's what they're still leaning towards. I don't think so. I think that was their way of writing it off. You think? Mm-hmm. See, I was because like, oh, I think that that's their way of dragging it out and being like, over the next couple weeks, we're gonna see the two of them together, and it's gonna be like, hey, we need to stick by each other, and then they end up just hooking up. Could be one or the other. I don't know. I mean, it could very easily have just been them being like, everybody thinks we're going to do this, but ha, look at that. They're not. And then moving on to some other things. Right. Because every, everything I think they're just going to release them because that's just how they are. And good. Well, because if you look at it, they had the opportunity to put them together Right? You could have said, as we laid out last week, that's why they 
you know, they totally left, they got upset, they saw them sleeping together. This to me felt like we're not going to go that route, but that's our way of saying we're acknowledging it. And Indy was like, hell no, you're not touching me. And I think that, that that's the end of them. I think I don't want them to get released. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want anyone mm-hmm. to get released. I want her to do well because she's been through a lot of, you know, really great storylines in NXT. And at this point, she's really becoming high up there as like the last black and gold girl. And I really, I don't want to see everyone from that era just get released. But I'm worried now because what are they going to do with them? They're not in the title picture, neither one of them. They're not in the breakout. Uh, Indies too seasoned to be in the breakout tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke, he got his head shaved. He was a poker player. Yeah. He got his head shaved. Cameron Grimes cut his hair anyway. And then he started this thing with Indy and Persia. So, like, what? Where do they go? If I'm WWE, and of course, if I was, a lot of things would be so different. But if I'm, you know, hired today, let's say, put that in there, and they go, what ideas do you have? I'd be like, all right, either we're doing this Indy and Duke thing, and that's the direction we're going, or we need to... By at least bump Duke up to the main roster. He needs yeah, to be, bu- he needs to be put in a tag team with somebody, and kind of be in like that Ridge Holland spot. Not like you with Sheamus, but like with that with somebody else. I don't know who it really would work out with, but put him with somebody and let him learn what you still want him to learn on the main roster, doing the live event tour stuff. He's going to learn it or he's not going to and just right. get your use out of him because you can use more people and, you know, bringing more fresh people onto the Raw and SmackDown rosters. That's not a bad thing at all. I, if I'm them, I put Indy on the main roster. SmackDown. And I say, look, she's here now. This is the new direction we're taking with our women. I think Indy's pretty good in the ring for what she's done. And I put Duke probably in that new LA Knights table. Yeah, that would be good for a spot for him. But I think I don't think they're going to be in NXT. Because at this point, it's embarrassing. Hmm. Like, they have no story. You rip their story away from them. Don't you're already doing the my partner got subsequently released story with I say subsequently unexpectedly released story with uh, Wesley. So don't do that story with three characters. I I would just do Indies on main roster, Dukes on the main roster, whatever happens, happens. Hmm. Speaking of uh, PW Insider reports, one of your favorites. Is in New York City for and could potentially be working SmackDown tonight. I've been figuring that it was coming for a while. I thought it would happen at the Royal Rumble. Oh, wait a minute. She's she might not be working. She isn't she dating Walter? Yeah. And so maybe she's not gonna work yet. Maybe she's just like 
but they haven't been using her on NXT UK. So I just kind of figured that she'd be going with him and popping up on the main roster. I thought that they would use her at the Royal Rumble just because they needed more people. And it was like, okay, put Ginny in there, you know, but I'm cool with them putting her on SmackDown. I think she would be a better tag team partner with Carmella because Ginny is the fashionista and <laughs> Carmella is the most beautiful woman who has a uh, mask designed for her. So it could be like, who designed the mask? Ginny's people. Again, if you think about it for a couple minutes. <laughs> you know, I think between both of our podcasts this week, we've proven that if you think about it for five seconds, yeah. it's not that hard. Well, I'll tell you another thing that if you think about it for a few seconds, is not hard, and that is taking advantage of our sponsorship over on Manscaped and saving yourself some money. And I'm going to pop on over to a little ad for that. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to our last, unfortunately, episode of our little mini series here of unboxing things that we had gotten from Manscaped. We talked about deodorant. We talked about body spray. We showed you the shampoo and conditioner and the body wash. And we have one more little package to talk about, but packs a while up because this is the lip balm. And inside of here, you are going to see three I could get the package open, but I don't have nails, oh which my, unfortunately... You don't need nails. You just need... <laughs> coordination <laughs> so three of the little lip balms which is going to be very useful because we are recording this when we are currently sick and i have invisalign in for the first like week uh so my lips have been super chapped chapped destroyed demolished okay, it's not feeling <laughs> like and when i kiss him i'm rubbing against cement it's not good it's uh-huh. not good it's not good but this is good <laughs> now we have the solution yeah, so these little things are going to be lifesavers, apparently, <laughs> for this. And uh, now I usually can't smell that much, but it's got a little bit of a pepperminty smell. A little yes. bit, from what I can yes, tell. Yes, at all. Not, like, uh, overpowering or anything, but um, enough that she decided to just steal it from me <laughs> immediately. I might steal all these products, even though I don't have balls. <laughs> but, Okay. <laughs> There we go. So now these are going to be a lot nicer. And then now we can do that. Oh, and... <laughs> so much better. You guys. <laughs> so you get three of them. So that's good. You know, you're not just going to be paying, you know, the shipping prices and everything for one little tiny thing like you would with some other things. But you could get free shipping as well if you use the promo code. That's the point. Use the promo code. So 20% off of that. You could order these little things separately or you can order them with the package deals or you can order whatever it is you want to order. I don't know. If you want to go whole hog and just order everything from the whole website. I don't know why I use the phrase whole hog, but I guess it makes sense with Manscaped. Balls out. (laughs) You can go balls out. Go big or go home. Uh, and then you order know, No balls. You don't have the balls to order all that stuff, do you? You don't have the balls to order <laughs> that and get 20% off from free shipping with the promo code SMART. If you do, go ahead and use that promo code and let us know what you think about these different things. And uh, we want to thank Manscaped for sending this stuff our way and for creating thank new you. products as thank this you. goes on. Because over the course of the time that we've been sponsored by them, they keep adding more products. So. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the next one's going to be. I don't know if they're just going to start making already. Uh, completely unrelated other kind of things. But, you know, uh, I'm not anticipating that they're going to be making stuff like food or whatever. <laughs> but I would eat it because everything that we've tried has been good. So thank you to Manscaped. Thank you for this and for everything else. And uh, <laughs> we're going to go back to the show right now. Make sure you use the promo code. 
Okie dokie, lip balm. Go ahead and buy yourself some. I've used it uh, quite a bit since we even recorded that one. Let's I- talk about something I hated <laughs> in NXT. <laughs> um, this show is just not anywhere near as good as what it used to be. And one of the main examples of that to me, I cannot stand why this whoever it is that's responsible for writing this clearly has a boner for the idea of what if Owners? somebody yeah well, i mean for there's that too because there's the brooks jensen uh jerks off a lot with his uh one hand <laughs> that kind of thing but it's also somebody thinks that the best thing in the world is somebody messing with toxic attraction and doing stupid little pranky shit that looks like it would be tame for a Nickelodeon show or like, yeah. I, I saw it one is. thing. It was like, what is this? The fucking Disney channel. Like Wendy Chu that turns on the tanning shot. bed thing. Yeah. They're, they're speeding up footage and it's, it's embarrassing how it Benny is pretty much. Yeah. But it's like, it's legitimately embarrassing to watch it and go, even to my wife who's been, you know, with me for years now and knows full well how dumb this type of program is and still loves me somehow for subjecting her to this. The thing with the beach. Wendy Chu and Roxanne Perez take That's my favorite thing. <laughs> they take their sandals and their car keys. And what did they do with it? Nothing. They walk to their car and they're like Hey, here's your stuff so that JC Jane and Gigi Dolan have to walk a little bit with the hot sand and the hot pavement to get to the car. You didn't fuck up the car. You didn't steal the car. You, you didn't like, super soaker the car. You didn't, I, I don't know, do you didn't put anything on them. Like you swapped their lotion for mayonnaise and then the seagulls come after them or something like that would have been dumb as it is, but at least it would have been something. This was terrible. Yes. Absolutely terrible. Like, you wasted time and money filming this when you could have easily avoided looking stupid by not doing this segment at all and just having like a beatdown segment or something. Because this does not make me want to see Wendy Chu against Mandy Rose. This doesn't make me want to uh, Toxic Attraction got their comeuppance and ha ha, isn't this funny? Whatever. I don't like slapsticky humor as it is. But at least if it's good slapsticky humor, then it's something I can get behind. There's some jokes in movies that I absolutely love that it's flat out just like, oh, it's funny because the person hit the other person or whatever. But like, holy fuck, this is bad. And I think that the writers just need to, I don't know if it's a matter of like people on top going, this is what I think is funny and write it like that. Or if it's that they just have such bad writers, that this is the only thing that they can come up with. But look, if it's the writers, you guys stop it. If it's the people on top, (laughs) oh my God, you need to stop telling the writers what to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? I imagine. I imagine the writers at this stage of the game are just like, how about Poochie? You all right with Poochie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that Simpsons thing. Oh, we're going to need to think of something like a Poochie, but better. Do you guys like Poochie? <laughs> but 
what's even that? That's so fucking funny from The Simpsons. And then it's so like, I, yeah, we could tell about how bad The Simpsons is forever. But like, uh, I think that this, I like what I like that they're trying new, right? Like, and they like these women segments that are shot this way. Don't know what, don't know what it is, but they like it. My issue here is why is Wendy Chu in the tanning place committing crimes? Because it's a crime. You're just like you're just trespassing into the place and screwing with the customers. And then Roxanne goes, I don't know about this, Wendy. I should probably be, be training for the breakout tournament. She's in the breakout tournament. That's how we find out. <laughs> um, and Wendy goes, no, no, they're bullies. So this is okay. It's okay. like, this is training. <laughs> like what? Uh, like, it's okay to bully the bullies, guys. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> but you can anti-bully the, your fucking way through bullying the bullies. Mm. And then, if you're going to take their car keys, you don't drop them and go, here's your stuff. Bye. You know, don't do that. You drive off in their car, and then they got nowhere to go. I'm curious if there's somebody backstage going, yeah, but see if they would have taken that, then that would have been theft, and then that would have been an issue. But they didn't do that. Instead, they just got them to walk on the hot stuff. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, that's 1992 mentality. All it's terrible. Place. Like that's that's totally new generation. Well, you you can't hit people with trash cans, Mister Lawler. He brought a trash can to the ring. Why can't I fucking hit him with the? Trash? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's. I don't know. That's the type of mentality that got people uh, with the whole Spider-Man animated series of you can't say blood. You have to say plasma. plasma. <laughs> he can't say that he's going to kill somebody. You must destroy that person. Shocker, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> so it's like, why is everything regressing in that's all, of our, all of what our culture happening? these days, it seems. It's fucking terrible. I hate it so By much. By the way, women should have a right to choose. <laughs> Anyhow. That's the second time we bring it up on this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. And it's crazy, Tony. Because it's cr- all of it's crazy. Now, do you think that part of their reasoning for this was if we film them at the tanning thing and we film them at the beach, we can get them in bikinis and that's going to get YouTube hits? Because I, I know check. plenty of people, I've seen reactions of like the JC Jane and Gigi Dolan on the beach thing being like, my only takeaway from this is they look good, which is like, again, we've talked about this before. Google anything on the internet and you will find your porn for you. You don't need to go to WWE for it. But even if that was the case, if you want to try to tap into that market, you can do it in a much better way. Just be like, here we're gonna go cut from the commercial break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna show you the latest photo shoot and then have them do a sexy photo shoot and be like see because they're hot and that's the point that they're the hot characters so there you go you can ogle at them that way like the problem is they don't want to tell that story yeah they're still trying to skate the lines of not being because it's not like before where when it was miss elizabeth all the way to the divas where it was like, we're not trying to be tawdry. Now it's, oh, we're not trying to be regressive. They went from, that's uh, that's too risque 
and we're a family program to we want to be risque and triple h is going to tell this plant in the crowd to flash the audience so we're going to have this woman literally show her boobs and that's the reason why we're going to get all these you know uh like the ratings are going to soar and we're going to have characters that go out and have pasties of uh handprints covering their nipples and whatnot and then they go into the regressive kind of thing of if we do that then we're admitting that we're kind of being pigs <laughs> so we want to have that but just enough that you go oh that wasn't the point of it that just happens to be what goes along with it you want to have your cake and eat it too and i don't fully say that like okay i don't subscribe to the idea that they can try to do that and get away with it or whatever because i understand that you're trying to do something and uh not be pigeonholed but at the same time if you don't fully commit to something like that then nobody's being dumb about this we know what you're trying to do so the people that are going to be upset are upset about it already and the people that aren't upset that would like that are like, oh, but well, that's not actually what I want. I want you to go further for it. So it's still too tame. You know, it's like trying to say hell in the cell is the most brutal match that we have, but you can't hit anybody with the sealed chair in any way other than in your stomach and in the back. And, and we can only use kendo sticks and we can only, uh, take out 20 tables. Cause those aren't banned yet. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, you know what? Hell in a cell hasn't been good in 20 years. So as much as you can talk about it being the most brutal thing, you never fucking do it. So who gives a shit? It's not brutal anymore. That's why I said like my favorite. Uh, when Sasha was interviewed by Austin, I think that was my favorite thing to ever happen to the Hell in a Cell match. Cause she just goes, no, I don't want to do another one. They hurt. And it's like that did more for the Hell in a Cell match than anybody in the last 13 years. Hmm. You know, and you're right. It's a case of we want to try to be sexy, but we're not trying to be sexy because that would be wrong. Right. But also, that's what we're doing. So, can you just shut up? Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, Broadbreaker retained the title over Joe Gacy. Yeah. Cameron Grimes they, retained his they, title. Uh, Broadbreaker retained, and then clearly. There's some masked men approaching him, and the show just goes off the air. Because this is the third or fourth week in a row that they've ended with, what if we had a cliffhanger, and the next week we'll just go, this is what happened, and then move on. You're carried out of the arena, and it's like, you couldn't show that? Yeah. Well, they're going to show it for two seconds at the beginning of the next episode, and then it'll be like, and Brown Breaker got checked out, and he's okay, and he's going to cut a promo, and he's going to talk about how Joe Gacy is an asshole. And then you know. in your house, they're going to have like a House of Horrors match or... Yep. <laughs> but man, NXT Spring Break and I hated the name and I thought that this event was pretty lackluster. I thought that the opening match was amazing. That was the highlight for sure. That was I a damn good match. Uh, credit to the Creed Brothers for not looking like morons. They saw that Roderick Strong helped them and they were not happy about it. Yeah. I understand that they did that for the purposes of storyline, but I want that to be a consistent thing in wrestling. Like if you could see it on the big screen, let's stop acting like, Oh, now this needs to take weeks to play out. Even though we've replayed it. 
mm-hmm. five times it's happened. Like, I enjoyed that. Do you know that Alba Fire is coming to NXT next week? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that uh, Briggs Jensen is coming? <laughs> a lot, apparently, because yeah, his right hand is strong. <laughs> um, I liked that uh, Escobar abducted AJ Galante. I said that. Um, Nathan Fraser beats Grayson Waller because you know, it doesn't matter. Poor Jade Nikita Lyons beat Italian Lash Legend. It doesn't matter. That was a stinker. Um, I'm really on Raw that we haven't already talked about because we thought about our whole predictions and everything that goes along with that. I'll talk about it again. I don't like Roman Reigns looking like a dumbass. Roman Reigns comes out at the start of the show and gets surrounded by RK Bro, who take out the Usos, and just stands there. Nobody's trying to fight anybody, but they're all just standing there. Then Drew McIntyre's music hits. He gallops. Not gallops. That's what I'm looking for. He like calmly struts his way to the ring with a sword in hand, and Roman Reigns is just like not moving. <laughs> Nothing happened there. I hate that in wrestling. Everybody should always be trying to fight if they're adversarial. As they should, yeah. And uh, you're dropping Nikki ASH are going to be a tag team. They wasted a couple of months just going, ah, we'll get to around that another time. AEW had W. Morrissey against Wardlow. It seems like there's chatter that WWE went, oh, look at that. Guy's big. We should sign him. <laughs> If that's true, that's hilarious. Uh, I hope that they literally said, oh, he's seven feet tall. Yeah. I don't know if we can teach that in the performance center. <laughs> Paige basically cut a semi-heel promo against uh, CM Punk. Not really, though. It's essentially just the, you, you guys are going to cheer for CM Punk, so let me kind of play the heel for this one. Um, Hold on, that was random as fuck. They're just getting I ahead thought, of it. I thought that was random. He's he's been Mr. Nice Guy. And he's suddenly like, uh, fuck CM Punk, and he's probably off filming another TV show. It's like, really? Hmm. I wasn't too fond of this episode of Dynamite. I felt like a lot of it was just kind of a waste. Like, uh, you get a thing here with uh, varsity blondes cutting a promo that the fans are not interested in hearing from Brian Pillman jr. And he calls out the house of black. And then they just look like total chodes because they get their asses whooped and Julia Hart's teasing that she's going to turn on them. And then death triangle pops out and they fight back and whatever. And I'm like, you know, that took forever and it went nowhere. You got this thunder Rosa and Serena D promo. I that wasn't good. I I'm midway, I think through might've not even have been midway through. I'm been a quarter way through. I was like, I can't watch this. And I just hit the fast forward button that f- fucking flat and boring as all hell. The Rose is just like, yeah, I respect you. And I'm going to fight you at another time. Deeb's like, yeah, I also respect and will have a match and a match is going to happen between us and it's respect. And I'm like, fuck, oh my God, I don't care. Can we just have the unification match? <laughs> and then by that time, I honestly didn't care enough to watch the unification match because I was already like, 
I didn't like this promo. I didn't like this promo. I thought this match was kind of bland. I thought that match was something to skip through. The only thing I really liked, honestly, about this whole episode was Wardlow against W. Morrissey. It's funny because I didn't like that. I thought it made Morrissey. Look, I know he signed it in back. I thought it made Morrissey look weak. Yeah, I mean, he could have lost in a different way. He only took one power bomb and then he got pinned. But I liked Wardlow's presence. Like, he has that Goldberg thing going on, and he's just getting better and better with that. I liked him just beating the shit out of all the security guards, like, just pushing them down. Nope, 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 back and forth. The crowd's going hot for it, so I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, Wardlow's, uh, Wardlow's a hit. But then, yeah, this Britt Baker and uh, Jamie Hayter opposite Tony Storm and Ruby Soho promo, I'm like, skip. Jay Lethal's talking about fighting someone. I don't even remember who. And I'm like, ah, no, I'm not getting into this. And Takashita. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Um, um, even like, said, who do you think the Joker's going to be? That I don't know. Yeah. We're going to find out before the pay-per-view. So who do you think the Joker's going to be? I don't know. I thought that we would figure out maybe by rampage. And then I looked at the spoilers and I was like, okay, that's, not happening but um i can't really think about who would I'm make sense to me cesaro huh i didn't think about cesaro but that makes sense he does the sharpshooter he teamed with tyson kid yeah i'd be down for it now i kind of want it to be cesaro and if it's not i'm gonna be mad <laughs> yeah. i mean it could be johnny gargano yeah uh, do you think that I mean it could be somebody from Ring of Honor or it could be somebody from Impact or it could technically be a New Japan person just popping over and being like hey remember Forbidden Doors coming up that is true it could be a New Japan person um, I don't think for some of the people that are out there I don't think it's going to be Bray Wyatt or somebody you know? no no I don't think Bray Wyatt resurfaces until he's ready to go back to WWE if that. Oh, you don't think that he's even going to go back to that? I don't even, I think there's a chance that he might not even go back to wrestling at all. Yeah. Hey, maybe it's Bo. <laughs> but I'd highly doubt it. I think that Cesaro makes a lot of sense. That'd be cool. All right. I like it. I got nothing else. <laughs> I got we got more else. out of this than I thought that we would. Basically because we tried to stretch it out. <laughs> Hopefully in a way that you guys enjoyed and not in the way that WWE stretches things out where they're like, and do it again. If, if you're curious uh, about the WWE Fantasy League, WWEFantasyLeague.com, uh, Callum lost 25 more points because yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. It's going to be the comeback story, though, like we said. He's going to start yeah, off with negative more points than anybody else. Then at the end, he's going to end up winning the last match at WrestleMania or something. <laughs> to, like negative 125? Oh, I've lost track. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that's uh, something that'll factor into the WrestleMania backlash stuff. We will sort out that stuff later on. We'll obviously have our live post show immediately following backlash, which hopefully will end up being more than a waste of my time. And it will. I'm really looking forward to not doing any wrestling stuff tomorrow. <laughs> and- Whether I watch stuff and 
uh, zone out or if I just, you know, zone into more of like the, the Power Rangers stuff that I've been working on or something. I don't know. I, I'm just, I could use a break. <laughs> from some... Have you listened to the first hour of uh, the Batman series? No, I haven't. That's good. Worth uh, checking out? It's a different take on it. I would say it's worth checking out. Hmm. Well, if you are looking for things to check out, you should check out Fanboys Anonymous. You should listen to the review point that Caroline and I did of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And of course, if you want to make sure that we do anything on Fanboys or on Smartout Moment, Patreon and the members-only content on YouTube is the best way to make sure that you can force that upon us in a you know nice way by sponsoring something through the Pick Your Poison tier. You get the dark cast, the bonus features, and everything like that. Or if you just want to toss a buck our way, it helps out quite a bit, especially the more and more people that do it. And the little thanks button is a great way to do that. The T Public and Redbubble shops are all over the place if you want to pick up merchandise and stuff. And uh, hit the like button. There you go. I ended up doing most of the plugs anyway. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> on all that stuff, follow. follow. You can check me out on Twitter, on Twitch. Please check me out on Twitch. I really want to hit affiliate so that I can start earning money. Then I'll be really motivated. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah follow Callum at Wigmeister14. He's not here, but I don't know what to do when he's not here to round out the plug. So follow him at Wigmeister14. Uh, check out the Fantasy League. Check out all the cool articles at markoutmoment.com. Uh, if you don't watch the shows and you just want a quick rundown, that's what the results page is there for. Mm-hmm. Helps me out because they're quick, you know, and yeah. The Keep quick means that like uh, tonight, if you don't feel like watching SmackDown, Dallas will have you covered with the, the SmackDown live coverage page. And yeah, you know, we got uh, rampage spoilers are up there. If you don't want to bother with that. Although at this point, if you're listening to that, it's probably already aired. I don't know. Depends on how quick, uh, this goes up on YouTube, but if you want to follow me, I've got stuff elsewhere. I'm at Tony Mango. You know where to find me. If not, go look. <laughs> we'll see you next time, though, everybody, uh, on Sunday night. And uh, that's it for us for now. This has been another Smart Guy Moment, and we are being counted. <laughs>